Yeah. I'm sure fucking Mike like some more people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was just checking. Really I was did. just checking that. <laughs> yeah, so you keep it on like your left side. Ah, this way. Okay, wait. I know this. It's an ongoing problem. <laughs> it's <all good. laughs> like that, maybe. Check it. Check. No beard, Russell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Brothers and sisters, this is uh, really an honor for me. I mean, uh, I believe that this group is definitely much more than a music genre. They represent a movement which I truly respect and cherish really. We got with us Tribe Code Red. Big up. Thank you. Thank Salam alaikum, we say. How are you guys? You good? Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, we've been chilling in uh, Abu Dhabi now for a couple yeah. days. First time in the Middle East? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. How, how's it been so far? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Really uh, had no idea what to expect mm. and, and things have been absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's the, it's an honor to have you. And shout out to NYUAD really for yeah. bringing you. They always bring the best artists and they, it's like a, a lot of culture element into it. So I want to get straight into it. I know you guys have soundtrack right now. So no I want to I want to get used to the time. How did the a Tribe Called Red, uh, you know, idea form? Like, well, you've been performing for seven, eight years, if I'm correct? Yeah, 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 about eight years or nine, nine years now. Yeah. It started as a club night in Ottawa Club. okay yeah so four of us all indigenous DJs got together we all knew each other in the scene but weren't really doing anything together mm. and what made you click well I mean it, it was literally that simple we're all native DJs okay. working in Ottawa just okay. a bunch of hard-working club bar night DJs and uh, decided to come together just you know we recognized that we we're a bunch of indigenous people and I was like oh yeah why didn't we ever connect mm. you know besides like hey that guy's playing tonight you know so we decided to throw this party uh, called it the electric powwow and the only real difference between any other night we did was that we advertised at the native students association on campus nice. and around the native friendship center nice. just places we knew the community would see the posters and uh right from the first night it was sold out oh wow absolutely packed house majority of the people were from the community and the reaction that we got from the from you know people afterwards was that you've created this space this safe space in the city for indigenous people to gather, yeah. for indigenous people to have a good time, which is a really hard thing to find in the city most of, course. of the time. Yeah. And that was something we had to continue, that Where, there was something the community wanted. It's very interesting. Were you guys seen as a uh, political movement in that, in that moment? Not in that moment. Okay. It was after that that we got the political part because people asked us to continue doing it. So we made it a monthly party. Apparently when you throw a monthly party for indigenous people in the city, that's a political move. Yeah. What did you think about that? Because for me, I, I mean, okay, look, I come from Saudi Arabia, one of the most conservative countries in the world. But at the same time, I've hosted and launched Saudi's first FM hip hop radio show. And for me, always towards improving, not improving, changing the perception people have about hip hop because they think it's only bad words or hand changing yeah. or like hand gestures. And it's not that, obviously. Mm -hmm. So in your case, when you were politicized or politics, how did you take that? Uh, as a responsibility. Yeah. You know, it was kind of, at first we were like, oh, well, we just want to throw parties. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're getting put in this position. But we saw it as a responsibility to our community yeah. that we were getting any kind of attention, mm. had to use it in a positive way. It's amazing because, you know, the hip hop first started like that on the block, like 1520, you know, like it was like th that kind of movement when DJ Cool Herc, you know, played. Uh, for his sister. So when we talk about indigenous uh, people guys like what is the main misconception that people you know talk to you about? What is it? I heard you say it in a lot of your interviews mainly where there is a certain a stereotype about you know yeah. indigenous people and obviously you know 
I don't fall into that, but maybe other people might fall into that. But how do you explain? Well, you know, like it's the thing about tribe is that what the, one of the main goals we shoot for is representation mm. in in our music, and you know, and we can show face that you know this is how we are, this is what kind of music we do, and it also like in the process smashes the misconceptions of us and you know we've been depicted as like all types of things you know and it's we were never really in charge of mm. our image so you know like whether yeah. it was someone else would always talk yeah. about you guys. yeah and film which and, is and, and that, pictures but that's and, why i'm a big fan like my main man uh, narcy i mean yeah. told me about you guys when obviously and i ever since i became a huge fan because there's also a huge misconception about arabs in the west you know i don't know if it's similar but there's a lot of you know we have a lot of amazing things happening in Arabia, but what picked up on the CNNs and the BBCs are the rah, 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 you know, <laughs> all that stuff. But we're not like that all the yeah. time, you know. So for me, I'm very interested to know when you guys were growing up, did you feel that as indigenous DJs that you will be part of this movement to change perceptions of how your culture is viewed? I always wanted to. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was always, it was always oh, something. Okay. It was always something in, in the mind to like. I want to do this because I've, I I want to change the way that I'm looked at or our people are looked at. It but, was always like that. Oh yeah. man, I had no idea that it would happen through DJ. <laughs> you know, like I come from a very political family, okay, okay. family of activists yeah. and artists who have all you know put their activism into their artwork but don't you think what you're doing is also an activism you're an activist right now in a way in a way through music way, yeah. through djing obviously you're here in abu dhabi to perform in nyuad uh, i really want to want you to tell us what i mean how did this conversation really start and big up to nyuad for getting you in and when you first got the request how excited were you guys to perform in Abu Dhabi? Oh, super excited. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the question came up right away because we always have to think about how we're spending our time. Yes. Who's seeing us perform? Of course. Why are we doing this? You yes. Know? And one of the main reasons that I wanted to come was that, you know, you look at like uh, the kind of groups that get to explore the world, you know, they're always your kind of average white rock band, you know, and for a group of native DJs, to come out here Big up. is just, it's an unheard of experience. Oh, it is, especially in the UAE, fam, because it's a melting pot, yeah. like, especially mm -hmm. Abu Dhabi, Dubai. There's a lot of people, you know, from all different kind of nationalities, religions. So it's really perfect. And I, and I do a lot of these buckle up shows, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm obviously a big fan right now. So I'm fan strict and I'm, I'm a huge <laughs> respect to you guys. At the same time, I want the people to experience what you guys, you know, bring, which brings me to my next question. In terms of your live performances, what can people expect? Um, I mean, it's a really multi-layered show. Mm. You know, the, we uh, a lot of dancing. Yeah, we have sure. our, our dancers, yeah. uh, Creation and Lunacy, who hold nice. it down. Big up. Yeah, no, they're amazing. They do exactly what we do with our music and dance. Wow. You know, they yeah, they grew up uh, break yeah. dancing, and but they also are traditional dancers. Mm. So they really like melding those two worlds in the same way. Uh, and then on top of that, there's the video. I do live VJing. Taking exactly those stereotypes, those misconceptions and misrepresentations of indigenous people wow. and throwing them up into my blender and throwing them back up on the screen. Uh, I mean, I make them, they're fun, they, they, you can laugh at them, but they're also uh, a part where you're being confronted by these images mm. in a space where you're not necessarily is, expecting it. Yeah, wow. Is um, your commercial success in a way, like right now you're like mainstream, not mainstream, I mean, a lot of people know about you guys. Mm. How did that feel when you guys were able to accomplish that? Oh, wow. And big up to you guys. Like, your work <laughs> ethic is is so dope. And, and, I mean, when I say that, I come from the perspective, there's a lot of artists out there, amazing artists, DJs, producers, that don't get that kind of, you know, light. 
Yeah. And as we're entering the tunnel right now, it said light. But I mean, <laughs> it's just a matter of sometimes people don't have the patience to continue. You guys had the patience, the, the, the talent to break through, in my opinion. Well, you know what? We didn't do this before for the commercial appeal of it. Thank you. you know, it just kind of just happened. And like, uh, uh, I remember, you know, I was, I'm not an original member of the group. I joined mm -hmm. about four and a half yeah. years ago yeah. now. And then so my first experience watching a tribe show was that this is super important. I mean, I'm looking at the crowd full of brown people out there, all the indigenous people of that area, and their eyes were lighting up. And then I realized that, you know, the, everything that's being played right now is for me and it's for us. They you go. know, like it was, yeah. that's what it was always for. So the fact that it, it kind of went in a commercial way is a complete surprise. And um, But that's helpful, no? It's, yeah. it's helpful to put the yeah. culture out there. Totally. Um, so, but now it gives us an opportunity to represent ourselves in a huger platform now. So, you know, like uh, we're definitely going to like, show Dabi. up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to show up, you know, yeah. and we're going to show out. And, you know, and it, it puts a lot of, little bit of pressure on us as far as like, you know, like we take ourselves super serious in, in the studio to like, you know, create yeah. the best music possible. Possible, um, when it comes to collaborating with people to, to you know to pick out the best collaborators but and all in all you know like the main goal is is you know we're making music for indigenous people mm. and and cool. and we're here to to represent ourselves nice what's really exciting is that we've been able to you know achieve this certain amount of success without compromising wow I always love that nobody has ever said yeah don't say that you know if you were a little less political you might you know get sell more, some more records or something. Um, I've heard in a couple of interviews that you had one show in Norway yeah which was one of the best because it was an indigenous festival yeah also like not a lot of people showed up or there was a lot of not a lot of people but it was really important to you guys why because it was indigenous festival yeah everybody in the crowd was indigenous everybody from all over mm. but it's it's just like you know like we were we were having a hard time because we were traveling through France and um, in Europe and it's it's really hard to like go through these 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 uh, countries and yeah that are not really progressed as far as uh, like uh, uh, uh being i guess i don't know how to explain it but just you know they're, they're a little racist you know what i mean so they're a little harsh which was very way. important at that point to have this kind of festival well yeah because yeah, when we got there we were drained out we were a little upset and then mm. we were kind of cranky of all this stuff and then we get there and we're surrounded by indigenous people from all Man, over the world. That must have felt like a total recharge. Oh yeah. No. It this was... gave me goosebumps you're talking about. <laughs> because yeah, a couple more questions for you guys. Would you I mean you've obviously collaborated with Narcy who's an amazing, like really one of my amazing artists, someone who's really mad talented and smart. Are you thinking of collaborating with another maybe Arab, you know, hip hop artist or an artist general? Is that something that we can explore? Um yeah, I mean it's definitely we're always interested in finding new artists to work with. Nice. And, you know, Narcy and, you know, kind of his whole crew there. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. Amazing, amazing artists. So that that's uh, I mean, is, definitely is, a possibility. Is, I work in radio. Is radio play as important as before? Obviously with the digital revolution right now or no? Uh, yeah, no, I think still radio. We do a fair amount of radio. Okay. and like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, It's important to yeah. get played on the radio? I think it's important to, to be able to represent anywhere we can. Okay. Yeah. You know, since we never had that opportunity for so long. It's yeah. like, and taking space in like really popular places or something that, you, that anybody could pick up is something that, you know, that kind of needs to happen for indigenous people sure. anyways. Because it's that thing of just being able to turn on the radio or and turn on the TV yeah. and not be looking for an indigenous face and see one. Oh wow. Like that's that's a game changer mm. for for any young indigenous person growing up right now because we didn't have that growing up. Yeah. And to be honest, what? like how I even started making music, I heard an indigenous hip hop group 
from my community on the local radio. What are they called? And, it, and they were called True Res back okay. in the day. Oh, okay. And uh, the moment that I heard it, I immediately, like, I went on a search to figure out how to make beats. So without the these little things that Man. trigger things, and who knows how far and ripple effect that that will go. And now you're inspiring other people, obviously. I, I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Trap <laughs> called Red Man. Wow. You guys, you know, a, a blessings to have met you. Uh, you know, I wish I could have, like, one full hour with you. But, you know, you got to do your sound check. And uh, any last words you'd like to say for our amazing, you know, audience? Yeah, you know, just thank you so much for having us on here, and yeah, this is dope for sure. And, I mean, man. and if I can have one shout out, shout yeah. out Narcy. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know, Narcy's been yeah, on this on this thing a little bit, but like, I we love that guy. Yeah, Yassine, man. Your song with him and Yassine Bay, man. What yeah, a track. That's still the R.E.D. is, yeah, yeah. And Silla, man. Yeah. Can we talk about Silla a little bit? Definitely. Yeah. What a beautiful track. Oh, thank you. Incredible track. So this track happened by an accident, you were telling me? Or, um, or like not accident, like how it had a different ending? Yeah. It had a different whole sound to it. Okay. Like it, it was it was a really happy kind of like bouncy, bouncy song. <laughs> and you know, the, if, in, in the whole uh, We Are The Hallucination album, yeah. it's a very serious yes. album. So yeah, yeah. it didn't really fit fit the premise of it. And we were actually at risk of losing the song because of album cuts okay. and stuff. Mm. But as we were working through it, you know, like we took one last stab at it. So we removed everything everything from the song except okay. for the vocals nice and we got lost for like six hours and came out with that song and <laughs> that's basically Ta what Tanya? happened Tanya? yeah Tanya Tagak Tagak yeah, yeah. he's a, a phenomenal phenomenal musician in Canada wow. a force really yeah. yes I mean I was listening to it and I was telling Zara like wow this is powerful i'm just thinking i had one question in mind i really wanted to ask you guys in terms of when it comes to responsibility like the fact that you're now being labeled as somehow a representation of what indigenous does that pressure you in any way or you just want to do music i mean yeah i guess it's a bit of a pressure but yeah. I, like i said we look at it as a responsibility yeah that we yeah. would be irresponsible not to represent the way we do so do you think that if an artist has a platform to make a change that it's his duty to do though um yeah definitely i mean if you come from a community that hasn't had a voice a community that hasn't been able to represent itself mm. that's really you know and i think that's the difference i think between your average mainstream white group mm. and the rest of us true is that like those guys don't have to say anything yeah yeah I'll and then that's what makes it boring <laughs> i agree 100%. <laughs> and i love music and art made by indigenous people made by people of color made by brown people yeah, it's your because we have to street. say something yeah. yeah we have to say something it's amazing i love your passion you guys and i want to welcome you to buckle up uh, this episode is going to be out hopefully soon have us anytime man, yeah, man this was man, like definitely. awesome this is one of the best interviews ever no, no, no i just you. you know i i really wish i have really more hours with you guys no but i wish we had more time too, yeah, yeah yeah for yeah. sure Guys, I just wanted to quickly say a big shout out to the NYUAD Art Center, Bill Braggett and his team, Alana, and everyone else involved. Uh, they are doing amazing things for the community, for the culture, and really big up to them. They helped me secure this amazing interview with a tribe called Red. And overall, they're just incredible people. So a big, big salute to the NYUAD Art Center team. Peace and love. Enjoy the buckle up. Like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Peace.